Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Mondays here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. We're just going to have a good old-fashioned witch fest today. Happy Halloween. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We are streaming across your different platforms in StreamYard. You can uh, tune in that way on ESPN Lincoln and ESPN Lincoln's Twitter and Facebook. Also, the Hale Varsity Radio tab at HVR City Radio. Watch the show that way. Interact, contribute, uh, do what you want to do or need to do uh, when it comes to uh, recap in Nebraska, Illinois. If you moved on to Minnesota, got it. We can talk coaching search, which we will. And uh, another statement opportunity on Saturday. can call in. We have open phones all day except for five with Coach McBride. You're welcome to chime in. Uh, We'll take some of your uh, analysis as well if you have thoughts on how to make Saturday a lot better moving forward. 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Can email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. So Nebraska Falls against... Now, dare I say, what, 14th-ranked Illinois, 26-9. to nine. And it's, it's interesting to, uh, to look at that second half. Really, really tough to watch if you're a Nebraska fan, first, uh, offensively. Defensively, listen, uh, it wasn't ideal, but they played well enough to not only keep you in the ball game, but you'll take that defensive effort by Nebraska this Saturday and every Saturday to, to follow uh, based on the offenses you're going to see. It's not like they were perfect, far from it, but they were good enough. Good enough uh, with a little bit of help and a little more fortunate from the health side of things. It could have been uh, a much closer game. Now, Illinois is good as advertised defensively uh, when the – Second team went in. Uh, when the backup quarterback went in, all was lost. I don't know what Nebraska could have done uh, except maybe play a different quarterback. And even then, we don't know that it would have been a lot closer. Who's to say you're not in some obvious passing situations because your your run game's inconsistent and you're asking Smothers, not Chubba, to throw under duress. So... Uh, easy to say why the hell didn't they play Smothers and I was saying it and I'm still saying it Uh, we don't know that it would have (laughs) worked out any better Uh, so we'll dive into all of that but really Elijah just a tough outing for Nebraska 
the Huskers exposed. I look at this this staff. I look at Mickey. I look at, at Whipple. I look at the defensive side. They've looked prepared in every ball game post-Oklahoma up until the second half of Illinois when, when Casey Thompson went out. They looked ill-prepared with a backup quarterback. And, and to Mickey's point post-game, he's like, look, there's a big old gap between one and two in a lot of places in college football, with the exception of Manhattan, Kansas, apparently. Hmm. So that's that's where I want to go a little bit today. What what can you do between yesterday and Saturday to get ready to at least competitive? I think it's a big ask to go get a win against P.J. Fleck and his Minnesota team if you, if you don't have Casey Thompson. But you got to be a little bit more ready. You got to be ready to compete and have some sort of option and plan, figure out what your kids can do best and try and lean on that. And if you don't, I don't know what they can do best, figure out something, rep something, get ready and put up a fight, throw some punches back. Don't look completely hopeless and helpless in the second half. Well, it looked like that team came out of the the halftime talk and had already accepted defeat in that football game. Yeah. There, there, there was no fight after that. There was even a little bit of fight after Casey went down at the end of the first half, but it's almost like they, they went back to the locker room and realized Casey was out for the game and that there was there was no reason to the, fight. The anymore. oh crap moment. And you even had a chance. It was 20-9. to nine. You get the ball at the Illinois 30 on they, a, on they a fumble. You. They, they, give, you they fumble. gift you. They gift you. The doors opened back up for you. And, and what happens? You, you, you throw a pick on third down. You had points to make it an eight-point ball game, assuming the kick is good. That's a big assumption. I know. But <laughs> the point is, is it was there for you. And this isn't to, to pile on pretty, but I just haven't seen. I, I, I'm not a practice every day. I don't see what he does as a second teamer or a co-second teamer other than he's been Whip's guy uh, since the portal. And that's all well and good to be loyal, but eventually you got to figure out who's going to give you the best chance to win. That is, that is the offensive staff and Whipple's charge this week to figure out who's going to truly give me the best chance to win. What do they do during the week I can trust? And what do they do that, all right, Minnesota will, will give you? You can't take everything away, but they're going to take away a lot, and you're down one-handed. What can you figure out? That... Do something to make it look like you're not playing a, a freshman offense. And and I don't know what to to scheme up based on what my offensive line's shown, what do my backup quarterbacks do strength-wise. Uh, and what I've seen right now is they're afraid to, to ask Logan to throw the ball, and when they do ask Chubba to throw the football, bad decisions happen. Who's with us on who's who's with us on the horn? Got Chris on the line. Chris, fire off, get us going. Thanks for the call. Hey guys, great show. Um, sorry, it's got to be a, a, a loss Monday, but uh, it is what it is. You know, hey, no worries. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the defense played, I think, their best, if not their second best game of the year. Because I, I and I said last week, I believe uh, that you know I thought the Illinois offense was was better than than advertised because they played some really tough defenses. And, uh, and we held them uh, well below their yardage. Well, I mean, 20, 30 yards below their regular yardage. Um, and, uh, you know, so, you know, that's something that uh, I don't know if Iowa 
uh, Wisconsin did, but uh, we were able to do that, and that was good. The, de- the I mean, the, the the one glaring awful part of the defense was the the long touchdown to Williams, mm-hmm. but then uh, the the two <laughs> two touchdown passes oh. to Chase Brown in one in one possession. The first one was called back, uh, and then they said, "Well, it worked once. Let's do it again," and it worked again. So that was that was their their big black eye. Was was that Chase Brown? You you could ask guy. some uh, some defensive coaches whether or not they think that's a legal play or a a a little bit beyond a normal rub route uh, yeah. too. But you, you still got to adjust yeah. to it, and it was still ran again on you, and you got uh, okey doked. Yeah, I, I do think that the Purdy experiment. We've seen him now in extensive time, two games, once against the worst defense in the Big Five, probably Oklahoma. And threw an interception then, and then we saw him this last week against a much better defense and did not look in any way ready to go. Uh, and, of course, he had the debacle. You know, he has a turnover in all three appearances. Yes. Um, and, and I also want to put to, to rest uh, what I've been hearing that, you know, hey, if Casey hadn't gotten injured, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep on rolling. Well, if, if we're going to project Casey, because I, I don't think Casey's a very good quarterback, if we're going to project him – into the rest of the game, he was projected to throw five interceptions too. He was throwing one every twelve minutes. There's a lot of unknowns and, there, Chris. And so I, I, I think we were pretty much out of steam at that point. I, I disagree. Um, I think I think I, you've got I, the. We I, no, well, we, let, listen, let's listen, listen. You, you, you have Thompson that's a thousand times better than than what they got behind him. It's a nine to six ball game with the lead before he goes out. You drop a touchdown or at least. Uh, the Ramir, if we're going to go hypothetical here. Uh, so the Ramir drop changed the entire ball game. Two plays later, Casey gets hurt. They're leading with Casey in. I know the interceptions weren't great, but he'd also hit his fair share of big plays uh, against that defense throwing the football. At least there was some semblance of a threat to throw the football. Then it went all to, uh, all to hell as soon as you had to go back up, back up land. My point being that you know they schemed all these strange plays which worked wonderfully, and it's too bad Ramirez didn't hold on to that. But those didn't happen again. Those they were shut you down. You didn't have a quarterback that could complete a pass. Down. Um, so I mean, yeah, Casey's our best option, but he's you know, I mean, he's a turnover machine. Um, we've got to find a quarterback who, you know, and, and Casey's missing a ton of passes. I mean, he's just not. He was terribly off. Accurate. He wasn't comfortable. I give you that. And he, he has been for the last few games, and he was only hit that once, wasn't he? He got so, banged I mean, around a little bit. I mean, it wasn't. You know, he had, it was ten pressures and, and two sacks allowed, but half of those pressures came against Casey. Chris, appreciate the phone call. Thanks Thank for you. coming in. Listen, I, I Casey's not perfect. He is. He is. He is your offense. All right. He's the only thing offensively. Whipple seems to trust right now. You may or may not have that. Don't think you're going to have it based on Mickey's. Show comments last night, Elijah, and it, it's a it's a one eighty with and without him. Uh, the interception was not good, uh, where he got decked. the The other interception, he he had easy money for seven yards and some yak yards over the middle, and he forced it into four person coverage against Vokalek. So that was being a bit too greedy. But overall, uh, no, I mean Casey. Missed some throws, made some throws, and and he was what, 572 yards in limited action. 
And I mean, with as much as you're going to turn to him, I I don't want to be on the just defend Casey outright because the the interceptions have been a bit of a problem this season. But you saw what they're placing in his hands. But you see what they're placing into his hands in the game plan. It's your entire offense right now is Casey Thompson and and Trey Palmer or whatever receiver gets open because they're, they're blanketing Trey Palmer. That's what your offense is right now. And I think even dating back to last season, we all called Adrian Martinez a turnover machine, but then he gets in a system that fits what he does better and doesn't put the entire offense on his shoulders. And look what happens. He's, he stops throwing interceptions. So while you can say, yeah, those interceptions have been a problem this season. I don't think that, that it's right to call Casey Thompson a turnover machine. And I think he did have this Husker team in a place where, you know what, they, they had a fighting chance in that football game. But as soon as he went to the sideline, the complete complexion of that game turned on its head. It was completely different from that moment on. And, not to look too far ahead, but here, but it, it's warning bells moving forward. What the hell is Nebraska going to oh. do offensively? Because we saw without Casey Thompson, Nebraska did not have a passing attack. And with Nebraska's offensive line, they don't have a rushing attack. So what is the offense going to be moving forward? Because right now, the entire offense is in the hands of Casey Thompson. And right now, Casey Thompson is not well enough to be on that field. So what the hell do you do? No. And listen, defensively Saturday, Illinois was held to 13 points off of four four turnovers the one touchdown they got was returned to the 11 all right that was the play that knocked casey out Mm -hmm. defense did a great job in sudden change in in flipping it around eventually you got stops now you didn't you didn't always turn it over deep in your own territory but the the problem is you turned it over deep in their territory a couple of times, which was very problematic. The fumble was was no good. And I think they got a field goal off of the the grand fumble where he got picked up and body slammed, and uh, the ball popped out because he's 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 in the air. So when you blow the whistle dead, and he got he got taken down like we're watching Monday Night Raw. Well, realistically, I think most. Husker fans with a sense of realism knew some turnovers were going to happen on Saturday. It's what Illinois does very well. And if you would have told me before the game, yeah, Nebraska is going to turn this ball over four times and Illinois is still only going to score 26 points, I would have said, well, man, Nebraska probably has a damn good fighting chance in that football game. But instead you get 30 yards of second half offense. 29. 29. When that's 29 all you can muster. Two first downs. Pathetic. That's, that's, that's a pathetic showing from the offense. And that brings us to a point I'm sure we're probably going to get to later in this show, which is, why did we only see Chubba Purdy in the second half of that football game? I, I, I don't. Here, here's, here's my reason for that, and we'll get into it. But Whipple is a, a throw-first guy. I'm not defending. I'm saying here's, here's what I think his reasoning is. Uh, Chubba throws better than Smothers. I'm a throwing guy, uh, and this is how we're going to roll. I'm going I'm to live and die by it. Well, you died by it. So now... Are you able to coach him up between now and Saturday, find some plays he can execute, or can you go with the running quarterback that you didn't recruit, that you inherited, that's a tough kid? How much have we heard about experience all year? A lot. You've heard, hey, we're going to go with guys that are experienced. They know what it's like. They played the game. You've got a guy that's 0-1 as a starter, through no fault of his own against Iowa. Different system, different offense, totally get it. But you got a guy that's tough and, while isn't flawless, he, it, as I sit here right now, he gives me a 10 times better chance to win than, than going with pretty. Get some quarterback run game going. 
get him moving in the pocket, dink and dunk, and on some play action, you can still try and unleash the big pass play. That's my formula. Easier said than done against a Minnesota defense that's top 25 good. And well, especially but, a Minnesota defense that knows your game plan is going to have to be running the football because you clearly can't throw the ball with your backup quarterbacks. But, I mean, and Grant's struggled running the ball, Elijah. Totally understand that as well. But if you have the one-two punch with quarterback run threat and Grant in some zone read... You, you, you have a chance. You, you, have, you have a better chance than letting Pretty back there based off what we saw Saturday of him throwing it. And I know he, he's mobile as well, but he's, he's just not trustworthy. You know, what do you trust right now offensively as a Nebraska fan? We'll dive into that. We'll get into the Mickey candidacy, uh, how big a hit that took. More of your calls coming up. It's Hale Varsity presented by Currency. Like what you hear, high-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you, Hail Varsity presented by Currency. Emails to get to and phone calls to take. What do you do at quarterback if you put the old Whipple headset on? Bruce with us here to get. Uh, some insights. Moose, 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 not Bruce. I couldn't hear you. You tried to the, be a lip reader. <laughs> I could not hear you through the bulletproof glass. Moose, what's up? Thanks for calling. Well, do we need to discuss why we need bulletproof glass? That's a whole other matter for another time, probably. It came with the uh, the the building, but uh, okay. proceed. <laughs> um, well, I hate to follow up. Who was clearly the president of the Casey Thompson fan club? the last caller. Mm. Um, however, I don't think it's that bad with Casey. Uh, I think he's done a good job, and I think you had some good points. We were holding our own and then some with him in, and the defense did everything in their power after that, and there was just no offense. Now, I was there. Stadium announcer was saying smothers at the end of the first half. Was He just misspeaking or no no logan logan got in for four plays they went three and out and then the kneel down and then they went somewhere else uh in this in because it was 20 20 to nine and half all right right. after the interception yep and it went from 13 to nine to 20 to nine and then the reasoning being all right nebraska's down so the way to get back in the ball games to throw the football well down 11 against the defense like illinois uh, any lead felt like, you know, a doubled score, quite honestly. Yeah. Yep. So it, I, was, I, it was the exact situation we couldn't get ourselves into where we had to throw to get back into the game. And certainly, Purdy wasn't able to throw like we maybe hoped. Um, and I'm with you. I, would have, I wouldn't have minded seeing if we, if we were only down 11. Let's see if we can run with a, a dual threat in the back you know, with two guys in the backfield 
to see if we could grind it out and get some, something back in there. I, well, I don't and you, know. And you got the ball. You got the ball to start the second half, and you went with Pretty. Uh, and well, I would go as far as to say is it's, it's a fine decision to throw Pretty in there in the third quarter, but as soon as you're not moving the football, it's inexcusable to keep Pretty in that game after the interception. The interception in the red zone was where you should have pulled the plug on Purdy and said, "Gone elsewhere." I, I know you think the best way to get back in the football game is to throw the football, but in reality, the best way to get back into that football game is to just move the ball any way you can. And clearly, clearly, you could not move the football with Chuba Purdy throwing the football. Well, and it's, it's not that that he didn't have ability. I just don't care for the decision making right now. I mean, you, you already had two interceptions, right? And and then in the second half, you go. You go minus one again with the fumble and then the interception at the 30. That was a pretty throw. So just cut your losses and, and figure a way to, to grind it out. And I know they're not a, a great offensive line, so you're not running the ball well. And the big play has been what you've leaned on, Moose. So right, right. you're kind of up a crick without a paddle. I don't know what you do if you're Whipple, but I think you're better. Your safer option taking care of the football to me would have been Smothers. Well, I think the game just looks like it's moving a million miles an hour to Purdy still. That, the game hasn't, the proverbial, the game hasn't slowed down for him because it's like you said, he can throw. We know, at least we think we know he can throw, but it's the decision making. Everything's happening too fast and he's not seeing the field the way we would like for him to see it. What, what you've um, seen in, 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 I mean, Florida State thought he could throw, Pitt thought he could throw, Nebraska thought he could throw, Whipple thought he could throw, but it needs to translate to, to game action for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and my last question would be, I know the offensive line is weak, but Grant, was get, was he just doing all of that on his own? Like, where did that go? He, he tried to do a little too much, but at one point he was hitting 5.7 a carry. You could have stuck with it until they stopped it. I know it was inconsistent. You'd have a gain of 20 or a gain of 5, and then you'd have a no gain. But some of that was him, I think, trying to do a little too much versus going north-south versus east and west. Right. He wasn't beating those guys east-west. No. Well, and then another just follow-up on that is the fact that Illinois decided, you know what, with the backup quarterback in, we're going to go back to our same old game plan that's worked all year, which is dare you to throw the football. We're going to bring that safety down into the box and, and say – the other safety 40 yards deep. Yeah, and, right. and say, you know what, try to throw the football on us. Uh, we dare you. And Nebraska dared, and they did not dare successfully. Moose, appreciate the phone call, bud. Thanks for jumping in. Uh 4663776800825 5865-5865. Hindsight is twenty twenty. That being the case, uh, the the quarterback decision in the second half, Artez chimes in, says, love how the defense battled on the field basically the whole second half. Matt wants us to get to the uh, Dellinger article. We will. Really good write-up on his sit-down with Mickey. Uh, Matt also reminds that, yep, you had Grant averaging 5.7, and he gets nine touches in the second half. Someone needs to whack Whipple, slap Whipple, excuse me, and uh, Jeff says the offensive coaches did look lost once Casey went out. The Huskers could have kept running the game and uh, short passes and the running backs. Listen, you had a big old play to Vokalek that wasn't ultra downfield. I mean, it wasn't Johnny Mitchell or, or, or Matt Harrion deep to the tight end from, from back in, in yesteryear. But it was a sideline route that had just enough loft on it to, to turn into a big gain, a big play. And, and, and listen, Casey was missing some throws, but he also hit some throws. I loved the, the play to Alante. 
and oh, what could have been, right? I don't know that you hang on against Illinois. I don't know that Casey stays healthy. But if you're Ramir and you catch that, you maybe take it to the house. You're at least in field goal range. You're not putting and Illinois' defense in a place where they can pin their ears back two plays later? On, on third and 11. Mm-hmm. And you, you're, you're adding to a 9-6 to six lead versus a pick down to the 11, and then you're down and the air is gone. Who's on the horn? We've got Pete on the line. All right, let's go to the phones. Pete, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing today? We're good, man. Just trying to figure out what would have been a better call in the second half. Well, a lot of prayer, I think. <laughs> in, in, in my opinion, I think Logan Smothers would have been better, but I don't think he got any reps during the week. I, I'm not sure the Logan, Casey got any did either. Oh, excuse me, I don't think Pretty did either. The, ba- the, the the sound of it. I mean, you had mental reps, is what Mickey was talking about. Guys needing to be ready. Well, that surprises me a little bit. With uh, as banged around as Casey's been all year. You got to have your backup get reps in practice, don't you? Yeah, it's just uh, the coaching in some areas just baffle me. It's it seems like it's subpar of high school coaching. Um, some of the things, you know, we're not very good at pass blocking, obviously, but I think we could be better run blockers if they would just try. I think Logan Smothers would fit pretty good if they would practice run blocking. You know, ever since we went to zone blocking on the offense, we have not had a good offensive line. When you have a sign blocking on the offensive line, we, we had much better success. I'm, I'm not a big fan of this zone blocking because we don't seem to be able to do very good. But I think Wiffle is, doesn't want Logan Smothers. I think he wants to throw the ball down field, and I think he thinks that's the only chance of winning. But this offense has got to get to a ball control offense, let the defense do their job and just uh, do the best you can, you know. No, well, and, and Whipple's mo, and it's worked for a lot of his career. And Pete, thanks for the phone call, but is, is to to chuck it around and, and sprinkle in some run game. Uh, this is his system. This is his way. Is he going to be the old saying is adapt or die? Well, Nebraska died because they did not adapt in the second half with what they had. Uh, you had an inexperienced quarterback. You're asking to throw the football uh, four yards is what you got out of your quarterbacks after uh, Thompson left, got hurt, and your run game is is problematic. It comes down to willingness. Uh, you got an old dog, and 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 I don't know if he has new tricks or can. He's smart enough. He's a good enough coach to adapt absolutely to to what type of groceries you got in the old pantry Elijah and it just time will tell if he does that because the, the goal is to win the game uh, be in the game what gives what, what's my personnel do best well right now your 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 quarterback right now is is throwing too many picks for a short sample size uh, he shows great athleticism to get out of the pocket but he's he's just right now a mess. Now well, you, you got a week to work with him, but I don't know if, if it's going to matter. And and it's, we've heard it's it mental and physical yeah. for him. How, right how many times have we heard it before over the past year? It's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the Jimmys and the Joes. It feels like every single coach we, we talk to will say something along those lines, if not those exact words. And when I look at this Husker offense, I'm not sure this is a problem with with Whipple 
dialing up the wrong things. I think it's just a problem if he doesn't have the Jimmys and the Joes to execute what he calls That's it. That's what he's looking at, too, isn't it? Well, yeah, because the simple fact of the matter is, is all year long, Nebraska has struggled to run the football when the defense knows they're going to be running the football. In that second half, if you had Logan Smithers in the football game, the defense was going to know that you were going to be running the football. They, they had a scouting report, I am sure, for each backup quarterback. Just some, I'm, I'm sure that Mark Whipple had a game plan for each other quarterback just in case Casey got hurt. And if he didn't have another game plan, that is a disservice to your offense because you knew with that offensive line, there's a great chance that Casey Thompson was going to be injured for football games this year. So I'm sure he had a game plan for each of those quarterbacks. My question is, is do you just have the, the personnel, especially against a very, very tough Illinois defense, that's going to be able to go out and execute your game game plan for either of those backup quarterbacks you know what shifted right what shifted from the the score being 20 to 9 and here's smothers the last five six minutes of the second quarter to 20 to 9 halftime you get the football let's throw let's throw chubba in because in the heat of the moment you went with smothers after halftime adjustments, settling down, it's 20 to 9, you get the football, let's throw Purdy in. And again, their explanation, hey, going to have to throw the football to win it here. Some emails from Chad. Uh, Chad writes in Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Get to more of your calls coming up here, 466-377-6800-825-5865. How has Whipple gotten through life as a coordinator? I think Whipple just can't or refuses to run the ball, and that's how Nebraska gets stuff fixed, takes pressures off the quarterback, gives the line confidence. And if we're going to say running the ball isn't what Whipple does, then why the hell is he still on staff? Because the only way to fix this is to run the ball through power formations and uh, run deceptions. I, you know, may, And to your point, Elijah, maybe this whole line, what they do best is run block. We just haven't seen it. And History shows that against Rutgers, they couldn't run block very well. They had a tough time against Indiana run blocking. Uh, You had uh, better uh, performance against Northwestern in in Big Ten play. All right. Uh, But but overall, it's an emphasis. He's a, he's a throw-first guy well, yeah. with a little bit of a run game mix. And whenever your throwing game isn't working and your passing game is, isn't working, I don't think it's it's a surprise that Whipple decided to lean back on what he's comfortable with, which is throwing the football. But simply put, neither thing was working once Casey left the game. More of your calls on the way. You can email chris at halevarsity.com.